a lot of times dentists focus on the educational side of it and they love the certificate, right? And I think that's awesome. My brain works totally opposite of that. So when I see people like that, I'm like, how do they do that? How do they go to school or how do they get that skill set? When I wanted to add full arch implants to my practice, step one was I picked a course or a place to go learn. The number two is I scheduled it. And the number three is I pre-schedule a meeting with my team for the day I get back so I can download everything I learned and we can start to formulate that action plan of what we need to do to make this happen, actually happen in our practice. Most dentists don't know that they're losing 80% of their marketing before it even gets to the office. And they go, why isn't this working? Why isn't, you know, it's it, marketing's horrible. And it's like, they're so far away from the actual answer that it just creates massive confusion. Welcome back to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want, but you can't grow if you don't have a framework for growth. Today, Dr. T-Bone, who is the founder of 3D Dentist and creator of the revolutionary Dentistry Made Simple Framework, is going to share his four pillars, leadership, tech, skill, and personal brand. And some of this stuff is pretty interesting. I haven't heard this take before, so you're going to enjoy it and I'm sure it'll bring some value to you. Stay tuned. All right. We are live with Dr. T-Bone and I'm excited to have this conversation. And as we always start this show, it's all about growth. And Dr. T-Bone, I would love... We, we kind of talked about this a little bit before we hit record, but I would love to hear what you're seeing that's helping dental practices grow right now in 2024 more than ever before. Yeah. So for me... Um, there are four things that I've always focused on, regardless of what clinical skill that we're trying to grow in our practice. Uh, number one is what I call leadership, which by and large refers to how we lead case acceptance in our practice. Number two is our technology level. In other words, how are we leveraging technology to make it easier for our patients and easier for our practice? Number three is what clinical skill set Am I leveraging and how am I leveraging it to be able to say yes to more patients? And then number four is my personal brand. How is my personal brand uh, leveraging and enhancing and amplifying my marketing message uh, that I may be doing? So those are the four things that I've always focused on for me now, bordering on 25 years of doing dentistry. Uh, for 25 years, I've focused on these four things. Awesome. And then what is that like? How has that helped you? Like what what has been for the, our audience that maybe hasn't listened to your show or haven't haven't bumped into you? Like what has been the byproduct of fi focusing on those four pillars? Yeah, for me, it's uh, avoiding the failure to launch. And what I mean by failure to launch is uh, by and large, so many dentists go and learn clinical skills. They get overeducated to death. They learn how to do fancy, fancy, fancy stuff. They want to make it a bigger and bigger part of their practice. And then they go back to their offices and they don't do as many of those cases as they intended or they hoped, or sometimes they never do any of those cases. And, and I put the, I do one every so often in the never doing it category. So I don't want mm. to say they literally never do it. But if you, for example, if you go learn how to do full arch implants and you do one or two cases a year, I would put you in the never category yeah. uh, because at that point, you know, honestly speaking, you can't be that good at it if you do it only every so often. Yeah, that's very, very true. Wow. And that is, that is the the approach. A lot of times I feel like dentists, um, and you can speak to this because you're a dentist, right? So a lot of times dentists focus on the educational side of it and they love the certificate, right? And I think that's awesome. It's 
my brain works totally opposite of that. So when I see people like that, I'm like, how do they do that? How do they go to school or how do they get that skill set? But then there's also the, the, and I think this is what goes into your four pillars is like, okay, now how do you actually execute that? And not just you, but all the people around you to help you execute that, right? Yeah. And so that's why I have four pillars and each pillar is 25% of my attention. Now there are times and different things like when I was learning full arch, clinical skills were a bigger component of that. Last year, for example, as we went more and more digital, I put a lot of focus on the digital column there. But by and large, overall, as we average it out, I put about a quarter of my attention into each of those four pillars. So let me repeat those four pillars again. Uh, leadership, which boils down to case acceptance. Uh, number two is technology integration. Number three is my actual clinical skill set. And number four is what I call my personal brand or my marketability and my marketing. Uh, so I try to focus on 25%. And what I would love to do is to try to give one or two things in each of those categories in, in the amount of time. Uh, I mean, I'll stay on this thing forever yeah. if you let me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got something really, really important to share with you that's going to bring massive impact to your practice. So every year, things change in your market. Every single year, people move, incomes change, populations change. And it's really important that you stay up to date with that. And one of the things that we offer to all of our customers, and we want to offer it to all of our listeners completely for free, is mapping out your new patients. So we're not going to only show you where your new patients are coming from on a map, just like this above, but we're also going to show you the income areas that they're coming from, the different boxes of income, as well as the populations to make sure that you have supporting areas to where you can attract more new patients. And lastly, we're going to map out all of your competition for you for free. This is 100% for free, no obligation. And we're really excited to share this with all of our listeners. So all you have to do is go to maps.smcnational.com and it's first come, first serve. We're not going to offer this forever. So if you want to get this, get in now, get all your new patients mapped out for the new year. We're looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, let's right. talk. Let's talk through it. Yeah. So let's. So which? Okay, let's start it this way. So you pick where, which, you pick where we start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start it this way. So we'll go. Which do these typically? Let me ask you a question. Do these typically go in order? Is there an order that you have to do these in? Well, typically you got to have the clinical skill set. So let's start there. Okay. So yeah. number one is you got to have the clinical skill set. No reason to add full arch to your office until you know how to at least something clinically that you've yeah. you've done around that. So what's two things that we need to understand about the skill side of dentistry, the technician side of dentistry? Yeah. So for me is I do a year in advance planning. Uh, so for me, I will, uh, if I want, when I wanted to add full arch implants to my practice, step one was I picked a course or a place to go learn. Hopefully you guys choose 3D dentists, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the number two is I scheduled it. Okay, so I picked where I wanted to learn, who I resonated best with. That was important to me because I want to go learn from somebody who I can want to learn from. Like, in other words, they're actually doing what I want to do and their personality fits my personality. For example, I don't want to go learn from a research-oriented place because mm. it doesn't speak to me. Like, that yep. just, that doesn't speak to me. Okay. Number two is I get it scheduled, okay? And then number three is I pre-schedule a meeting with my team for the day I get back so I can download everything I learned and we can start to formulate that action plan of what we need to do to make this happen, actually happen in our practice. Mm, that's awesome. Okay, so that's that's the skill side. So you're thinking yes. way in advance. You're working before your team because you can't come to your team and go, we want to add full arch. And they're yeah. like, okay, now what? So you have, there's a lot of groundwork that has to be laid from 
both the clinical skill set and then the, you just explained another component which is visionary right yep. or some the person who's like having the vision for the practice someone has to have that and or for so yourself that leadership correct yeah okay so is leadership number 2 is that the next one yeah leadership leadership i, I will argue is number 2 and probably the biggest and most important uh, one of all four and the one that peep dentists put the least amount of attention to mm-hmm. and they take because they're busy being strength. dentist they're busy being wow. dentist then then they're wishing for success in my exactly opinion. yeah and this is why a lot of people get frustrated in the dental industry right like they're uh, like there's so many dentists that are like i don't want to do this anymore what are my other options and and this is a big component of it so break down leadership for me yeah, so leadership, let's talk specifically. Leadership is uh, two things, really, okay? One is, uh, it's technically three things. So let me let me always do it the right way. Leadership is how do you lead yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. How are you clear about what you're trying to accomplish, establishing goals, like, hey, not I want to do more implant cases. I want to be very specific, use the smart technique for developing goals. Number two is how do I lead my team members, okay? And number three is then in turn, how do we lead our patients? Now, specifically, what I've focused on on the leadership realm that has been most effective for dentists that, that I coach and work with is focusing on our, our, on our four-pillar case acceptance process. Uh, step number one is uh, what I term diagnosis. Step number two is influential communication, how we make people want what they need. Step number three is how do we make this affordable for our patients? And step number four is how do we priority schedule our practice so I actually have room to do the dentistry I want to do. Now, when it comes to the diagnosis part, this is the tip I want to give everybody listening. Uh, most offices, there's a drastic jump in cost from overdenture to fixed hybrid. Okay. So a typical overdenture, let, let's call it ten, twelve thousand dollars for a four implant overdenture. And then suddenly we ask our patients to jump to a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar fixed full arch. I will tell you for Joe Blow, for 90% of our patients, that is too large of a gap. Now, what we have to learn to do is learn from our what's going on in the world. And, and I know dentists hate it when I use car analogies, but that's what speaks to me. You don't go to a car dealership and suddenly they have a quadruple jump. They don't have a jump from you know $50,000 to $100,000 and there's nothing in between. Yeah, There has to be something in between. So for us, what we found that has dramatic, one of the things that has dramatically improved our case acceptance is having options that, that from the $10,000 to the $25,000 range is too big of a gap. How do I then offer options? And th- these are all fake numbers, okay? 10000 to 15000 to 20000 to 25000 Or the reality numbers are probably 12000 to 18000 to 23000 to $28,000. How do I have bite-sized chunks so I can then meet the patients economically where they're at, and then also give a path for patients to upgrade as their financial situations change over time. Mm, okay, so that's so that's leadership. So leadership, starting with yourself, and then getting yeah. really clear about what you want to do, and then you broke it down even further, which is really at the end of the day, you're leading people to you're leading people and your team to help your patients get the care that they need and they deserve. So I love that. I love how you tied that together. So what comes number three, technology or, or marketing? So specifically, as we kind of build into what I just talked about, which was the, four, the three or four different options at different price points for the patient, technology is what allows us to do that. Because in the past, 
the options were a uh, basically an acrylic with some type of reten- some type of reinforcement overdenture, and then we had to go to either titanium acrylic wrap or we had to go to solid zirconia. And so there was lots of costs associated with the solid zirconia and or that titanium with acrylic wrap. There's a lot of cost with that. So technology, what that allows us to do is it allows us to uh, basically shrink this gap. And I have a very unique and probably different view of why we need technology in our practices. I believe technology should first and foremost lower cost to the patients. And then number two, should increase profits for the patient. And to many people, they think of that as diametrically opposed. If I charge patients less, I make less. And I don't think it has to be that way. So if technology, any piece of technology that I implement in my practice, if it doesn't allow me to lower costs to the patients and increase profits, I do not implement that piece of technology into my practice. Hmm. Now, if I get a little bit more detailed on this, the technology I'm speaking of here is 3D printing. 3D printing and a digital implant capture, whether that's photogrammetry or whether that's digital scan bodies with the intraoral scanner, by digitizing the implant process, I now bring in the ability to either self-manufacture my prosthetics, uh, being zirconia, so that way I can reduce the cost of the patients and increase profits to the practice, or that gap that I was referring to earlier, those the, 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 the $15,000, the $20,000 options, those are what I can do in the office. So for example, my fifteen dollars to $18,000 option in my practice is a long-term 3D printed PRMA restoration for our patient. Something that we can manufacture directly in our office. We add pink gums to it. We can provide that to our patient and we can provide that into our patients literally the same day or the next day. Uh, and that gives me a competitive advantage over others. If patients want to choose a lesser expensive zirconia, we have the ability to self-mill zirconia in our practice, and now we have an option. And then we have the creme de la creme option, which is layered zirconia or high-level high aesthetics. And then we can send that to our master ceramist, and they can make the super detailed uh, zirconia restoration. And now our patients can pay for that, and it's not me eating that out of my pocket. I love that. Now, when you say I want my technology to reduce... Um to make uh, my clients more profitable or my patients more profitable, would you put in that bucket, like make it more frictionless? Like if it's easier for them to schedule or if it's easier for them to get into the office or it's easier for them to accept treatment, would that fall under that profitable section? Okay. Yeah, Gary, it's almost like you, you read my slides before. So, (laughs) so there's two components to technology. I I measured, I gave you guys one, which is one, it's got to reduce cost to the patient, increase profits to the practice. The second thing that it has to do, technology has to increase case acceptance and technology has to make it faster to get started and faster to get finished. So those are the kind of the four things that I look at with technology. Does it reduce cost to the patient? Does it increase profits to the practice? Does it allow me to increase case acceptance? Does it allow me to get started and finish faster? Got it. Okay. So let's just recap real quick. Number one. If you're going to build a really, really successful dental group or you're going to be successful as an individual uh, dental office, number one, you need to work on your skills. You cover that in great length. Number two is leadership in that order. Number three is technology, which you just broke down. And then, then that means lastly, and I'm, I'm interested on this one because you broke it down as personal brand. You didn't just say marketing, which is a yep. huge difference. Um a massive, yeah, massive difference, right? Those are, those are night and day. And to be honest with you, 
dentistry as a whole from around the personal brown side is tens of thousands of years behind on this, right? Like they just, they, there's not a lot of dentists who understand, per, just even understand what you mean when you talk about personal brand. So I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to get your opinion on this. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So uh, anytime you hire a marketing company, XYZ, ABC, DEF, whatever marketing company you hire, they have one main job and that's to send you leads. Okay. Now what can happen is once that lead comes to you, your office can totally screw it up. That's why I put that leadership and that case acceptance communication process in there because I've been there before where I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on a monthly basis to drive leads to my office. And when I listened to the phone calls, I understood why the patients were not scheduled. Okay. So that's one uh, component of it. So the marketing company's job is to drive leads to you. The second component of it, the marketing company at the end of the day is competing with other practices in your neighborhood. Okay. So you have to find a way for you, your practice to stand out from the others. And that's what I mean by amplify the marketing. So your personal brand to me is things like your Google reviews. What do you, how many Google reviews do you have? What do your Google reviews say about you? For example, uh, if you want to do full arts dentistry and I go and see that you have 500 Google reviews, which is a very good number, and all five of uh, 500 well, of them talk about it. It's a good number you, in some markets, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a good number right, in some markets. <laughs> uh, 500 Google reviews talk about how you treat their children and how you're a great family dentist, <laughs> that does nothing to amplify yeah. your dental implant market. Great okay? point. So your Google reviews need to reflect kind of what you're trying to focus on. Okay. The second component of what I mean by personal brand or the overarching thing is you become what you tell your community you are. If you scream over and over again, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist, your community is going to think you are a family dentist. If you mm. scream all day long, you are a cosmetic dentist, I'm a cosmetic dentist, I'm a cosmetic dentist, you will naturally become a cosmetic dentist. So what I struggle with when de dentists say to me, I want to do more full arch implant dentistry, and then you go look at their social media, you go look at their Google reviews, you go look at their website, they talk about family, 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 it doesn't say anything to amplify the messaging of dental implants. So, so one part of personal brand is your Google reviews. The second part of it is what does your social media say? Like, do you put out social media videos? Do you put out before and afters? Do you put out content answering the public? At the end of the day, Google is a, Google, the number one search engine in the world as of right now. They, their content is all about, do you answer the common search things? For example, I'm a firm believer in this, that you should, every one of you should have a video that answers the question, how much does full arch implants cost? You should put that in my opinion, broad daylight, very simply upfront, this is what our full arts, and it can be a range. In our practice, full arch implants can cost anywhere from eighteen dollars to $28,000 an arch. And I would be very comfortable putting that on our website so that when people come, they can clearly see that. Now, there needs to be more detail that goes with it. What makes the difference? How do you know if you're a candidate? All of these common questions, you should create a video answering these questions. Okay. So to me, that's what it's, that's one of my responsibilities to my marketing budget is, am I doing the things to set me out as a scene expert, whether I'm a really good or not is somewhat irrelevant to the public. Okay. If you just keep shouting, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. The public will believe you. And then when you do marketing, I can spend 10 grand a month on marketing. 
XYZ person can spend $10,000 a month on marketing. But if I'm doing the personal branding that goes with it, when people see your ad, they will then Google you and review you. And then they will choose whoever seems to be better and more apt, uh, more of an expert to see them. So when it comes to marketing, there's two components to it. One is the marketing company that you hire. Their job is to generate leads. Two is you've got to do the personal branding part of it so that you can set yourself out from the competition. So look, if you're marketing full arch implants, dental implants, cosmetic dentistry, clear aligners, if you're marketing any of those four things, you are in a competitive market. That is what every dentist is marketing for, okay? So you need to do something to stand out from the crowd or you will see diminished results. So I'm not saying you won't see results, but you will see diminished results. Wow. That's really, really good. Yeah. And I, I do a thing like it's called the black hole marketing. Most dentists don't know that they're losing 80% of their marketing uh, before it even gets to the office and it has nothing to do with marketing. It has to do with industry average 35% unanswered call rate and industry average 50% conversion on the phones. When you combine those two things, you lose 80% of your patients and it's invisible. Like they don't even know. And it's, never know. it gets really confusing. It gets really confusing for a dentist because they go to like five, six, seven different places and they go, why isn't this working? Why isn't, you know, it's it, marketing's horrible. And it's like, they're so far away from the actual answer that it just creates massive confusion. So I, I love that. Now, as are these the things that you're going to be teaching at your course in Nashville uh, on May 2nd and 3rd? Yeah. So we, we have two different full arch programs for those that are specifically wanting to learn full arch. If you want to get into full arch or, uh, you know, if you want to get into full arch, uh, or learn the digital workflow around Full Arch. We have what's called the Full Arch Express. It's a five-day program. You can choose to be in the didactic portion only, or you can choose to participate in the didactic and the live patient where you actually do surgeries on two patients. You'll do a Full Arch four-implant overdenture case, and you'll do a four-implant fixed arch case with uh, 3D-printed uh, temporaries. Uh, so that's for the person looking to get into Full Arch and or digitize their workflow with Full Arch. And for those offices that are looking to say, hey, I want to go from doing a case a month to doing five, 10 plus arches per month, then we have what we call our Scale Your Full Arch program. And where we, what we focus on there is kind of the four things I just talked about, how they work together, your personal brand, what we're doing to separate ourselves there, uh, your clinical skill set will level up your clinical skill set in, uh, in, in that side of things. The technology will we'll focus in on the technology there too. And then the case acceptance process. And to kind of give you a, a preview of the case acceptance process, to me, that is where marketing is made and broken. And the, the, the area that I found this, and by the way, to everybody listening, all the things I talk about, I'm a practicing dentist. I own a practice that <laughs> operates five days a week. So these are things that I'm not, I'm not making this crap up. I mean, this is stuff <laughs> I've made mistakes on. You yeah. know, I was spending one year, I spent 120 grand on marketing that didn't work. I was that person that you talked about, Gary, that said marketing doesn't work. But then when I listened to my phone calls, I understood why. So for example, uh, I listened to a phone call. I have a scheduled hour every week with my team, one of my team members where we randomly listen to a phone call and we will coach through that phone call. What went well, what didn't go well, how we could do it differently. And, and the benefits we see from that are massive. So when you come to our Scale Your Full Arch program, we focus on phone skills, we focus on consultation skills. We focus on follow-up skills. The other thing I've learned from Full Art, 75, 80% of my patients don't say yes the day of consultation. They say yes later. And so there's a follow-up process that's critically important to be able to reconnect with these patients, stay top of mind with these patients, and then re-engage these patients so that you're the source when they do become ready. 
this isn't an issue that the patients don't want or need this. It's just not the right time. And so you have to have a follow-up process that keeps you top of mind for these patients. So we dive in deeply into these components. Uh, we, it's just, it's an amazing program. It is exactly what we've done in my practice. It's exactly what we've done in my business partner practice, Sullivan Dental Partners in Nashville. It's exactly what we do. You peek behind the curtains. Uh, I'm very proud of the program. I don't think there's anything else like, in, like it in dentistry that truly combines the clinical skills and the business skills that it takes to win at full arch implant dentistry and full arch implant dentistry's case acceptance process is nothing like general dentistry process. I mean, totally they're, different. Yep. You yeah. completely different patients. Yep. Yep. We've built out whole LMSs around it. It's a, it's not, yeah. it couldn't be anything further. It's like the difference between learning how to sell a Honda Accord and selling a, a, a $300 million yacht. You don't yeah, use the same process. So you don't, you uh, don't say, what does it take to get you into this today? That is no, not no. what works in full arch implant dentistry. No. Nope. Um, okay. So, um, Dr. T, uh, T-Bone, what yes, can people, what can people, where can people find you? Like, how do they yeah. connect with you? Well, if you want to connect with me, it's very easy. It's at T-Bone Speaks, T-B-O-N-E-S-P-E-A-K-S, T-Bone Speaks on all social media channels. Uh, so I'm readily available there. Myself or one of my people will respond to that. Uh, and then if you want to learn more about our educational offerings, you want to become part of our 3D family, it's 3D-dentists.com, and you can learn all about what we do. Uh, we're trying to help dentists take control of their practice, take control of their finances, and take control of their future, because dentistry has been unbelievably good to me economically, but more importantly, from a happiness perspective, it doesn't mean I have, don't have times where I have ups and downs. That's normal, okay? But by and large, I live in a world now where I get to do the dentistry I want to do. I get to pick and choose the patients I get to do it on. And for the most part, I get paid for the work I do. Uh, so so awesome. it's a pretty darn good life. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your expertise. And thank you for uh, continuing to be awesome for other people. It's pretty cool to hear your story and your background and what you've uh, branched out into. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, Gary.